Welcome to the podcast, Simplify Your Business, Amplify Your Life with Jill Myrie, former teacher turned serial entrepreneur turned business coach. I help coaches, consultants, and service providers build profitable dream businesses while designing a lifestyle that brings more freedom. This podcast is all about actionable tips and strategies to help grow your business. No more hustling 24-7. No more trying to do all the things. It's time to simplify so you can amplify. You have some ideas and you most definitely have the passion, but now you need to create simple systems and strategies that will actually grow your business. That's exactly where I step in. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into your weekly dose of practical business building. Registration is now open for my new webinar, CEO Secrets, How to Move Your Business Forward in One Hour a Day or Less. In this webinar, you'll learn the major mindset shift that all successful coaches and service providers adopt as they begin to build their profitable business. You'll get examples to help you schedule like a CEO during any phase of your business to maintain the freedom you desire as you grow. You'll learn the most simple and effective CEO workflow that dramatically reduces time and money-wasting tasks and allows the income-producing tasks to be completed in less than an hour. You'll learn the most effective way to schedule your time and why you must know this right out of the gate to stay motivated through your entire business journey. The link is in the show notes. Be sure to reserve your seat right now. Let's dive into today's episode. Have you ever tried working on a Saturday? My guess is it goes something like this. You wake up, you're excited because normally you don't get interrupted on Saturdays. No emails to answer, no phone calls, no messages from your team, no planned meetings. It's an awesome time to catch up or try to get ahead for the coming week. You can even hide from your family a little bit. But when you sit down to actually start working, you think, I've got three whole hours to get this done. I've got plenty of time. Next thing you know, you've checked your emails. You've watched a few cat videos on Facebook. You've reorganized your pen cup and all while still thinking that you still have plenty of time. And then you look up at the clock and it's 2.45 in the afternoon and you haven't even started what you meant to get done for the day. So at that point, one of two things happened. One, you tell your family and friends that you can't join them for the game they're just going to start, and you feel majorly guilty that you weren't more productive. Or two, you stop working because you've got plans for yourself and with others, but you feel guilty because you didn't get enough done. This has happened to me too, and it's happening more and more lately. When you add all the worry and distraction from the past year, it even gets worse. So let's talk about making plans and keeping them guilt-free. I first want to talk about a couple common mistakes that keep so many entrepreneurs from making the most of their plans. Too often people make a plan and then they don't use it or they ditch the plan as soon as things start to go haywire or get hard. So mistake number one, you make a rigid plan at the beginning of the year and expect to hold it up throughout all 12 months. Let's say you make a plan in January to pre-launch your new program. You have high hopes and expectations of a successful launch. You just know that you're going to have a $10,000 launch. 
You take the time to write your content for social media and your emails for your registration signups. You put together a stellar webinar slide deck to share during your presentation and set out um, and send out your follow-up emails. You are so excited because you truly followed your plan each week in January so that your launch would happen without any hiccups. At the beginning of February, your cart opens and you host your first webinar. You're expecting 100 people to be on the webinar and only 10 people sign up. The day of the webinar, only one person actually shows. It's really disappointing and you end up scrapping your plan altogether. Instead of taking the time to reevaluate, tweak, and launch it again, you spend the rest of the month smoothing out your ruffled feathers and trying to convince yourself that it's going to be okay. But here's the thing. Plans are just decisions about what you're going to do, right? They're not guarantees that anything is going to happen. So it's incredibly important that you alter your plan and stay open to continuing to change it. I've been in business for over 25 years, and there has not been a single year when everything worked out exactly as planned or went smoothly. Just like so many of you, a lot of times we have an event that happens in the first quarter that doesn't go as planned. And if I didn't go back and redo the plan and then keep moving forward, everything would fall to pieces. Even if it's not in the first quarter, something unexpected happens every year without fail. But I bounce back. I reevaluated what worked well and what didn't before I launched again and hit my goal the next time around, all because I didn't give up. Your level of bounce back ability will determine your level of success. Mistake number two, you abandon your plan because you forget to check it every day, every week, and every month. This can manifest in a lot of different ways. If you're not looking over your plan every week or month, it's going to be really hard to give yourself enough time to do your best on every launch or project. For example, let's say you're launching again on April 23rd, but you don't get around to marking it, marketing yourself until April 10th, which means you've only given yourself 13 days to market it. Not enough people sign up and you blame yourself for not marketing it soon enough. You self-sabotage, you fall behind, and then you freak out and beat yourself up. At the end of the day, I would much rather run through the finish line with my tongue hanging out, knowing I gave it at my hall and it still didn't work out. Knowing I gave my all leaves me with a much better feeling than beating myself up. I'd much rather arm myself with a plan and my best efforts than sabotage myself because at least then I know that I did everything I could. And like I said before, plans are just decisions about what you're going to do. You might make a yearly plan and refer back to it every month, but if you don't look at your plan every day, you end up wasting precious time, energy, and money on the things that don't align with your goals. That's why I recommend you break your plan all the way down into 90-day goals that you can accomplish each quarter and write your 90-day goals out every single day. Every single day, you have to keep your eye on the ball. Ask yourself, how am I going to hit my 90-day goals? How am I going to hit my annual goals? Is what I'm doing right now getting me one step closer to my goals? Your plan will help you get there, but only if you let it. Only if you cultivate it. Only if you amend it. And only if you return to it every day, every week, and every month. I hope that you can avoid these two common mistakes 
because we all do it. But I just really am hoping that you can avoid those two. I'm a, I'm a little embarrassed to admit that in the first few years of my business, I didn't have much of a business plan in place. If you would have asked me what success looks like for me, it would not have been a clear picture that came to mind. It'd been more like a vague idea of some things that I'd like to achieve. So how about you? What does success look like for you? As entrepreneurs, we're in the driver's seat of our life and our business. We get to decide exactly where we want to go. But without a clear vision, we end up just going around and around in circles, distracted by shiny objects and falling into that shiny object syndrome and confused about steps that we need to take. A crystal clear vision or plan isn't just a nice to have kind of thing. It's essential if you want to create a big success. Like I said, the first few years of my business, I didn't have much of a business plan. Plan. I pieced together what I learned over the years, and my plan at the end of the year usually looked like this. I'd tally up how much money I made that year. I'd tally up all my expenses. Um, I made all kinds of judgments about myself and my values in my business. I decided how much money I wanted to make next year, which was always 100 k or more because I wanted to say that I was a six-figure business, don't we all? <laughs> I divided that number um, out, that 100000 out by my program fee, and then I planned to sign that many clients next year. So that was pretty much what my business plan looked like every year. Boom, done. So it's no surprise that every year it felt like Groundhog Day. So I want to share with you three steps to a new year business planning process that you can break down to, for yourself as well. So it's just three simple steps for your new year business planning process. Step number one is to check the rear view mirror. This is an easy step to want to skip, but trust me, you don't want to do that. In fact, you might have even heard the saying, don't look back. That's not where you're going. And it's true in a sense. But when you spend a little time analyzing your year, you'll find gold in there. This is about highlighting the things that worked the things that didn't, the things that brought you joy, and the things that drained you. Get clear on what you want more of and what you're ditching. That way, you don't plan a year full of more things that you hate or that exhaust you just because someone said you should be doing it. Also, as a reminder, this is not about judging you or your business. It's just a review of your year. So step number one was to check the, the rear view mirror. Step number two to, is to zoom out to get clarity. So in this step, you'll want to actually look at your year ahead and think about the big picture before you run any numbers. What are your busy months and your slow months? When will you take time off and where do you want more space in your business? When does it make sense to promote each of your offerings? Once you get that 30,000 foot view, then you can start to get realistic about your numbers and plug those in. I want you to write this equation down. Lack of clarity plus overwhelm of information equals crippling feeling of not knowing what to do next. Lack of clarity plus overwhelm of information equals crippling feeling of not knowing what to do next. So zoom out and get clarity on what it is, your, what your big picture is for the year. 
And then step number three is to move into action. By this point, you'll be clear about the general flow of your year ahead, how much revenue you're targeting, and how many clients you'll be working with to get there. Now you can think about the how. Since you're already gotten clear on how you want to spend your time, you can craft a marketing strategy that only includes the things that light you up. More speaking gigs, maybe it's more community on social media or building your network. Whatever gets you going is great. Simply brainstorm all the ways that you can get yourself out there to make that happen. And you've got a solid marketing strategy to guide you on a day-to-day basis. Here's another equation for you to write down. Lack of action equals small number of clients equals smaller income equals greater frustration. So lack of action equals smaller number of clients equals smaller income equals greater frustration. I want to thank you for tuning in today, and I hope you had some takeaways from this episode. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to share, like, subscribe, leave a comment, and let me know what you think. I want to also let you know that registration is open for my new webinar, CEO Secrets, How to Move Your Business Forward in One Hour a Day or Less. Be sure to check the link in the show notes to reserve your seat.